Hi, my name's Lou, and today I'm going to be reading the internet for you. Why? Well, why not? And today's what is going to be sort of a hodgepodge, potentially of two different sites, if you can believe that. But it's going to be two different sites that are related to confessions. And, you know, these are online places like uh, previously we've done grouphug.us. This one is going to be similar to that, but instead of that site, it's going to be two different sites. And uh, maybe. First, I'm going to start with Confessions Post. Or Confession Post, not plural. ConfessionPost.com. And this is, as I mentioned, a place where people can go and just write their confessions about what they feel guilty about or things they've never felt safe saying in public or to their families or their therapists. It's really just a place for sad people to go and be sad. Occasionally there's some happy stuff, but mostly it's venting because they're confessions. People don't usually have to confess when they're happy unless they're happy about somebody else's misery. And that's really sort of a shameful happiness and schadenfreude, if you will. Anyway, so that's what we're going to be reading. Confessions. And I don't claim to know if these confessions are real or not. I sent a couple of them to my friend James who said they were fake. I'll let you decide which ones are fake or not. But oftentimes, as I've mentioned before, when something is so horrible that you have, you're like, that's got to be fake. It could very well be true, and you're just not willing to admit it to yourself. Now, of course, when it's written like a penthouse forum story, then, you know, that lends an air of the fakeness. And I think that there's definitely some, some uh, merit to the idea that sometimes some of these are written by people who just like to write and write naughty stories and whatever, but uh, I don't believe that is the case for all of them, because some of them are very mundane, and if your idea of tricking the universe with a fake story about, uh, I almost choked on a sandwich at work and everyone laughed at me, I was never more embarrassed in my life, then you really should uh, maybe concentrate on getting a little more creative with your lying. Anyway, so let's get started with the first post on confessionpost.com. And this is in the all uh, revenge confession subform of Confession Post, and it is uh, these are all anonymous, so they, uh, I won't be saying who they are from. So this is by anonymous, and it is entitled "I Left Her Husband a Memento," and it goes like this: I met this girl in college, and we fell madly in love. We moved in together after two months and had a fantastic whirlwind romance for the rest of the school year. Just before school let out, she confessed that she was engaged to a guy from her hometown and we couldn't see each other over the summer. I was devastated and we had a huge fight. Five years later, she was now married to this guy and I happened to be coming through the town she had moved to. I thought I'd try to get some closure and make peace with her. Let bygones be bygones and all that. I called to see if she'd meet me for dinner and she said her husband was out of town for the weekend so she invited me to come over for drinks and grill some steaks and we could catch up on old times. It was awkward at first, but a few glasses of wine helped ease the tension. I told her how much she had hurt me by lying and not revealing she was already engaged when we met. I guess I was hoping she'd at least acknowledge my feelings and her poor judgment. Instead, she kind of laughed it off and said things like, Yeah, college is all about having a good time. We had fun and basically dismissing the fact that she fucked with my head. I was a bit miffed, but realizing maybe she wasn't such a good catch after all for the first time, I was glad I hadn't ended up with her in my life. By the time we finished off the second bottle of wine, we were laughing about all the fun, crazy times we'd had and had caught up on what all of our mutual friends were up to. She gets a third bottle and comes back out to the deck a little wobbly, pours me a glass, and then sits on my lap. Next thing you know, we're kissing and feeling each other. Half an hour later, 
We're in her bed, going at it like bunnies. We always had epic sex, and that night was no different. Maybe some of the wildest we'd ever had. The following morning, she gets up to go to work and tells me to let myself out after I've showered. She says she enjoyed the night and have a good life, etc., etc. I was laying there thinking how weird it was and picturing her putting clean sheets on the bed before her husband got home. As I got up, I saw my boxers and two spent condoms and wrappers on the floor. I just stared for a minute, and then with a little laugh, I pushed the pile under the edge of the bed with my foot. LOL. Something to remember me by. Two days later, she calls me up in a panic. Oh my god, you left your underwear and condoms under the bed and he found them. He's living and stormed out of here. I did? Oh no, I'm sorry. I had no idea. Bitch. They divorced shortly after that. And there are some comments. And the comments are also anonymous. And the first comment goes, No doubt she is a cunt, but you are a pussy. Pussy. Shit stains like you, well, are a shit stain. And the OP replies, Yeah, well, I wasn't looking for anything to happen that night. She basically jumped me, so what's a guy to do? You're telling me you wouldn't have responded if some sexy chick was grabbing at your junk and sticking her tongue in your ear? And I later found out I wasn't the only guy she cheated on her husband with. Just the first he found out about. So in a way, I was doing him a favor. It would have ended in shit for them sooner or later. And the next reply is, That was an awesome thing to do. Way to go, man. The bitch deserved it. And, and the next reply goes, you are a cad and a jackass. May her husband kick your bitch ass. And possibly the best reply is, I hope they were magnums. LOL. And the final comment goes, She is a whore, and all whores should be taken out in the street and shot dead. One bullet in the head. All done. Well said, anonymous commenter. And the next confession in the revenge category is entitled, My history teacher never should have messed with me. And it goes like this. My asshole history teacher embarrassed me in front of the whole class because I didn't remember some stupid date that doesn't mean shit and I'll never use in a job. She is a bitch. So I put a tack on her chair the next day before class and when she sat down, she yelled ow out loud and the whole class almost shit their pants trying to hold in the laughs. He he. I seriously thought about setting her house on fire, but I'm not that fucked up. So I just threw a rock through a window with <coughs> So I just threw a rock through her window with a fuck you bitch note wrapped around it. LOL. Maybe next time she'll be careful who she messes with. Bitch. And the first comment is Wow, you idiot. And history is important, as history has a tendency to repeat itself. The tack? Okay, you're schmuck. But the rock just makes you insanely stupid. And the OP replies Kiss my ass, preppy scum. And the next comment is, I see how you would be mad, but smashing her window was a little harsh, don't you think? And the final comment says, Harsh would have been kicking her ass, like I did to my math teacher last year and got sent to juvie for. Having grown up in the city, I was never able to really throw, my, throw a rock through anyone's window, unless they lived on the first floor of a building. Moving on. And the next confession comes from the embarrassing category and is entitled, Jerking off in public. And he goes like this. Unlike most of the people who post on the site, I am not a 19-year-old blonde with a beautiful body. What I am is a middle-aged woman with a full figure, which means I'm a little heavy. I still enjoy sex with my husband when we can find the time from the three kids. It just isn't as often or as fast as it used to be. Now here is my story. 
Last week, my car needed to go into the repair shop for some work. My husband took the car and dropped it off for me, and I got his truck to do my quote-unquote chores. I hate his truck. It's one of those big things that has the big tires, and it sits way up high. He likes to go with the boys and drive it in the mud. I guess it's a guy thing. He hit a big rock last week, and rather than get it fixed, he uses the passenger door to get in and out. I took his truck to the mall, and rather than moving it several times, I just parked it in one location and made trips back and forth to the truck. On one trip back to the truck, I noticed that in the car next to me was a young man eating his lunch. I didn't realize it was noon already and had forgotten to cancel a dentist appointment. I hopped into the passenger seat and made a phone call. I looked down at the car next to me, and this young man had his penis out and was stroking himself. My first reaction was to lean on the horn and scare the shit out of him, but then he took the car key and poked a hole in the bottom of his empty drink cup. My curiosity got the better of me, so I figured I would watch for a while. He pushed his thumb into the hole to make it bigger, and then inserted his penis into the bottom of the cup. His pants were pulled down below his knees, and his shirt was pulled up to show off some nice abs, and he must have supersized that meal to get his penis to fit inside that cup. I suddenly realized we were parked near one of those gyms, and there were a number of girls walking by in those skimpy outfits they wear to work out in. I guess he was just having dessert after his happy meal. His left hand was squeezing his nuts, and his right hand was moving the cup up and... (laughs) (laughs) What? And his right hand was moving the cup up and down on his erection. When one group of young girls went by, I knew he quote-unquote lost it because his hips came right off the car seat. I would have loved to open my window so that I could have heard him, but I didn't want to take a chance of him seeing me. He removed his penis from the cup, used his hands to jerk himself off a few more strokes to get out the last few drops, wiped his penis head off with a napkin, then stuffed the napkin in the hole of the bottom of the cup. And, as he leaned over to put the cup in an empty lunch bag, he looked up and her eyes locked. I was totally embarrassed, and I could feel my face turning red. He, on the other hand, started yelling at me, called me a pervert for watching him, and then flipped me the finger and drove off. I went from embarrassed to pissed. The car had one of those number plates with the letters that spell out something, so if I wanted to track him down, I could. I told my husband that night, and he told me he sees that all the time sitting that high in traffic. He told me that it's not only the guys with their dicks out, but he sees a lot of quote-unquote beaver shots. Was I wrong to watch? I feel a little embarrassed because I did enjoy it. I was just mad because he yelled at me. Did I do anything wrong? (laughs) And a person who chose the name Observer writes... Hell, if it was me watching, I would have opened the car door and helped him out with that stiff cock. He would not have needed that drink cup. That's for show. And the OP replies, I was embarrassed that I watched him. I mean, he was young enough to be my son. It bothers me to the point that I confess to this sight. My husband thinks it is great and wants me to go see the male strippers with some girlfriends. He tells me it's perfectly normal that I watched and I must admit enjoyed the young man's show and thinks my girlfriends will agree with him. Well, ladies, what do you think? What would you do? Hmm? It's like that CBS show. (laughs) And the next confession comes from the sex category. And it is entitled, I am a terrible person. Here's why. I wish to be raped again. And it goes like this. My name is Arena. I was nine when I was first molested. Then at age 11, I was raped by a strange man. He was the janitor at my school. I never spoke of it. Then at age 15, I was once again raped at a bonfire after a football game by three football players. One was my boyfriend. After, they told the whole school. I was kicked off the cheer squad, and ASAP was put into a quote-unquote special needs school, where people just like me went to school. Whatever. Anyways, now I'm 18 and I have a new life for me. No raping has happened anymore, but in the back of my mind, I can sense that my boyfriend wanted to rape me, so I dumped him. Now I work at a quote-unquote sex store called quote-unquote ooh-la-la. It's got all kinds of cool sex toys and stuff. And I want to be raped. I don't know why I do. Hey, what's up? (laughs) Okay. 
I'm just reading from a podcast. Nice. Thanks. What, did you hear what I was saying? No. Oh, okay. All right. I'm just going to finish here. I don't know why I do. I just do. Just wanting to be tied up and having to keep it a quote-unquote secret just thrills me. Yes, being raped was terrible and very painful. Doesn't scare me anymore. I want it to happen again. I know that's terrible and sick and twisted, but that's why I came here. To confess. And the first comment is, you need a personal relationship with Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Ask him to take over your life and lead you into everlasting life. Please do it now. Always helpful. And we'll go back to the embarrassing confession category for the next post, which is called Mum's the Word. And it goes like this. I have witnessed very fucked up things my whole life, but I don't really talk about it. I had a dysfunctional family. My parents divorced when I was five years old. At that age, I got sexually molested by a political family member. He would touch me and give me oral sex, but I never said anything to anyone. I made the decision to never speak about the incident. I was only five years old when I decided not to say a word. Ten years later, I was a pretty popular girl in school. Hey, what's up? Yep. Ten years later, I was pretty popular in school. I had my boyfriend, was friends with everyone in my freshman class, and was even friends with sophomores and seniors. No juniors. The thing is, my boyfriend's best friend had always liked me and resented that I was his best friend's girlfriend. He made advances at me when we were alone and tried real hard to get with me, but I always rejected him. I never told my BF about all this because he would kill his friend. I told his friend to forget about me, to stop trying, but he wouldn't listen and kept insisting. My boyfriend really wasn't the best looking guy, but he was the class clown and always made me laugh. His best friend, however, was really attractive and asked me all the time what I found attractive in his best friend. I would always tell him the same thing. He's respectful of me. Later that year, my best friend had a party at her house and we were having fun. My BF was breakdancing all over the place. I was cheering and laughing. It was too much fun because he had always tried way too hard to make others laugh and have a good time. I noticed my boyfriend's best friend sitting in a corridor across the room, looking at me with anger, not having fun at all. Still, I didn't really worry and decided to ignore him. Later on, I got really sleepy and asked my best friend if I could use her bed to take a nap, even though we already had planned to sleep over at her house that night. I said goodbye to my boyfriend, went upstairs to Dee's room, my best friend and went to bed. Five minutes later, my boyfriend's best friend entered the room. I asked him what he was doing. I didn't even get a chance to get out of bed. He quickly got on top of me, tried to kiss me, touch me, and tried to get my panties off. I had to admit, not even my boyfriend was that aggressive with me. It was kind of a turn on. Even though I resisted, he managed to put his hands up. Ugh. Even though I resisted, he managed to put his hands under my skirt, move my panties aside, pull down his zipper, pull out his penis, and penetrated me against my will. Even though I didn't want him to be my first, I thought it wasn't that bad either. He later told me it was his first time, also. Then he said he would tell my BF so he'd break up with me. I told him, if you tell my BF, if you tell anyone, I will tell everybody how small your dick is. He went downstairs and later on left the party, some people tell me. I pretended to fall asleep, and I didn't come out of the room until the next morning. He didn't tell anyone, and neither did I. We hid it well. No one ever found out. He even started acting like he hated me for no reason, so I did the same. After a while, I broke up with my BF, after he tried to convince me to have sex with him, to quote-unquote lose my virginity to him. I felt so guilty. I couldn't go on with it anymore. I eventually moved on with my life, even graduated in another high school. I've gone to psychologists and tried really hard to get all that off my chest, but I've never said anything. I still have nightmares with my ex-boyfriend's best friend. I often dream he is slowly chasing me across my former best friend's house, trying to get me alone while he discreetly tried to get away from him, like I used to do in school, trying not to stare into his eyes and see him look back at me with his crazy desire. I don't feel bad for keeping secrets, though. I've never confided on anyone, and I think I never will. This is my first and only confession, and that's the way it's gonna be. Yeah. 
And there are no comments. And again, in Embarrassing Confessions, we'll read another post entitled, I am a slut. And it goes like this. When I was young, I had terrible self-esteem issues. I still do. I never got any attention from guys to make me feel beautiful. I always felt awful watching girls my age holding hands and going all lovey-dovey. It didn't help that I was the quiet slash shy one in class. I resorted to webcams. I never show my face fearing someone would recognize me, so my videos are always from the neck down. I became addicted because it made me feel wanted when those random guys instantly pulled their pants down for me and have fun together. I would do it daily after class at night. I felt good, really good, that some random person found me desirable and hot. Then all I felt was disgust because I'm a virgin. The body that my future husband was supposed to see was already seen by men who I don't even know their names. I wanted to stop, but the exhilaration and sense of being wanted is too great to surpass. Frowny face emoticon. And the first comment is, Don't stop. We guys love jacking off while looking at anonymous females. You're doing a great service. Thank you. And the next comment goes, Stop doing it then. My ex-GF used to do it too. I felt disgusted in the way she did it in front of strangers. I know some girls might like it for the excitement, but have you ever asked yourself if you ever liked flashing yourself in front of others? If you dirty about it, then stop it. Go out and meet new friends and socialize. And the next comment goes, I'm a guy with the same problem. Never used to get girls when I was younger until I got braces. Then I started getting attention from girls and eventually found my wife. I recently discovered Omegle and have been showing only from the neck down. Thing is, I have very nicely defined abs, so I do get more attention from the average slob that just jacks off. From chubby older females to very thin hot girls, I give them what they want to see. I love watching their expressions when I tease them with my boxers. I thank God every day that he blessed me with great abs. Girls flip out over them more than they do the other body part. I can't get enough. At night when the wife goes to bed, I get into this mode like a stripper. It's such a great rush that I cannot stop. Well, <clears throat> maybe I'll give the... No, I'm not going to give them. Gross. All right. And the final post that I'll read from confessionpost.com is in the sex confessions forum and is disturbing. So get ready. And it is entitled, Raise Son Daughter to Have Sex with Each Other. And it goes like this. I brought up my son and daughter to have sex with each other. I'm a realist and I knew that someday they would become interested in sex. I didn't want the drama of them wanting it and hiding it from me if they found someone to do it with. I'm not like other moms who think their little quote-unquote angels can do no wrong. Many parents refuse to see the truth that is right in front of them. On TV, in newspapers, magazines, etc. Many parents don't want to know what their kids are up to. It's called denial. I bathed my kids together when they were little. I also had them sleep in the same twin bed in the nude. I taught my daughter to soap up her brother during bath time and vice versa, teaching both to pay special attention to each other's genitals. Then, when my son turned six, I left him and his sister eight to bathe alone. But I checked on them every few minutes, as I hoped they were quote-unquote playing with each other. Sometime later, I guess when they were about seven and nine, which would be a year later, I found them in their bedroom naked, their arms around each other, kissing. I knew the time had come when they wanted to have sex. I had many talks with them about sex, love, etc., including the mechanics of sex. I had them get in bed, my daughter on top, provided the lube, and showed them what to do. They have been having sex almost every night for about four years now. They didn't grow up with the idea that their bodies are dirty or bad, or that being naked is wrong. Almost every day my kids come directly home from school. They will often sit in the front of the TV and make out with each other. <laughs> they will often sit in front of the TV and make out with each other. 
That's fine with me. Other kids spend a lot of time and mental energy thinking about sex and fantasizing about it. My kids spend that time doing schoolwork and learning. I don't have to worry about my kids going around flirting, etc., and trying to find a sex partner. While other kids are out there, yes, parents, your kids, getting into a possibly dangerous situation, my kids are at home having sex where it's safe. I've taught them about STDs and how they are spread. My kids and I speak openly about sex and anything else, too. Both have told me they love having sex with each other and are not interested in having sex with anyone else. They are both honor roll students and do well in all other aspects of their lives. Not all kids who are sexually active end up disrespectful, drugged out little sluts on the Maury Povich show. And there are 107 comments for this, for this post. Um, can't read them all, but I will read some of them. And the first comment goes, that's safe, but that's fucking gross. When they're like 16 years old, they're gonna find out what was wrong and blame you for it. And the next comment goes, holy shit, I'm only freaking 12 and I almost threw up reading this. I think that mom should burn in hell and the kids should get their memory wiped so they can't remember a single thing. I still want to throw up. And the next comment goes, I'm 10 and actually think you're smart. And the next one goes, I totally agree with you. I'm 13 and have recently been studying gene pools. You do know if there's a chance of them having a baby, the baby could have a deformed body and mind? I can't believe she would do this to her own children. And to the person who wrote this, I have a couple of things to say. One, what does their father think? Two, you could have told them a white lie and say sex is not safe and say you're only able to have sex when you're married. That way, when they do have sex, it will be with someone they love and trust and isn't related to them. Three, or you could maybe have taught them about sex in a suitable age and told them the dangers about sex and also the good sides too, but mainly you could have done what a normal parent would do and develop a loving, trusting relationship with your children so when they were older, they wouldn't have to go around having sex with random people or just anybody they know because they know it would be wrong and if they, well, this is what a 13-year-old thinks is, is right. Ugh. All right. Five, these children will one day grow up and enter the real world. They shall have exposure to media and many sex-related things. They will see the news and hear things similar to your story, and they will learn that it is wrong, and they will blame you, and by then it will be too late. They might want to get married and have kids. Six, this will not be allowed. It is illegal, and you have ruined their lives and took away their innocence at such a young age. You deserve to go to prison. And in this case, two wrongs do make a right. Hopefully, you, the mother of these once innocent children, will die in pain and suffer for what you have done. Shame on you. That is a 13-year-old with the righteous vengeance. And the next comment goes, Okay, I'm 12 too, the number two. That looks good, because Ho wants to have children who are going to become virgins because they never experienced it. I say good job. And every boy fantasists about sex and this is a great example to help them because most boys that don't have sex when they're older because most boys that don't have sex when they're older they are at low paying jobs and the next comment says i agree with every word you said holy crap uh and the next comment says i'm 11 and i think you are dumb as a square you wouldn't even understand on how bad this would turn out once they grow up. They will think back on this obscure way of molestation and consider some serious therapy. Maybe even post a question on their sexual orientation later. La la boop. And the next comment goes, Yo, dad is so fucking awesome. I wish I had a sis to do that with. But please make sure your daughter doesn't get pregnant because that would suck. Mm, I think that you should join in sometime seeing as how you taught them. You might as well test them and have some fun. And the next comment goes, I am 12, and I've been trying to get my girlfriend to have sex with me, but she is just not budging. What the fuck should I do? 
And someone replies, Dude, you're 12. Maybe you and your girl can fool around a bit, but sex, that is over the top. And I bet she thinks the same way I do. I mean, come on. Who wants to be a parent at 12 or 13? Plus, how are you supposed to buy condoms? I mean, it's not like they're going to let you. In a positive comment, someone writes, It is not fucking gross. It's practical. My sister and I have... My sister and I had sex with each other as kids. We continued to have sex into our college years. Everything the OP said is true. We didn't have to go out for sexual gratification. My sister and I are both married and have our families and our separate lives. We don't pretend it never happened. We don't get together very often. But when we do, we find a time to be alone and we give each other a more than brother-sister hug. We do that to acknowledge our past relationship as lovers. I won't ever have sex with my sister again. I won't ever have sex with my sister again, and I won't cheat on my wife with anyone. While my sister and I were having sex with each other, it was a beautiful and wonderful thing. And someone replied, that is fucking awesome. And the next replies all say this is bullshit. So we'll leave it at that. And that's going to do it for this episode of Lou Reads the Internet for You. Do you have anything to confess to me? I mean, besides the fact that you are hopelessly attracted to me. I don't blame you. Certainly, knowing that there's a person out there who can read these things and not go crazy is a very attractive trait in a man, in a mate. Unfortunately for you, I'm already married. I hope that won't ruin the podcast for you. I am recording this part on vacation. If you're wondering why it sounds different, I recorded the last part at a day at work when there was no one around, but there was obviously some construction going on. It's like a $400,000 office job. Anyway, so I apologize for the whining of the uh, construction saws during that, but there was nothing that could be done. So, has anyone here? Oh, now my refrigerator kicked in, so now there's more 60-cycle hum sounds for you to enjoy. So, do you... Have you ever gone into one of these uh, confession sites and confessed something for no reason other than it's just a place to dump your thoughts about how sad you are in life? Yeah, there's like not a lot of people posting things like, uh, I got a new job today, internet, wanted to put something positive out there. No, there will be a little extra content on the blog, so if you want to go and listen to yet one extra confession then that's where that will be. The uh, Lou Reads the Internet Live is coming up September 15th, so if you have any interest in doing that, you can go to the People's Improv Theater, Google that. I'll have a link on the blog, too. And look up September 15th, 7 p.m. show. Did I say Yeah, 7. That's right. The tickets are going to be $5. Uh, as of yet, I have no idea what we're going to do. You know, I, I did a sample live reading about two weeks ago and it went very weirdly as you might imagine reading the internet at a stand-up comedy club might go i was told later that people enjoyed my voice but that uh, maybe the setup hadn't been right which is totally understandable because it had never been done before so anyway september 15th 7 p.m five dollars of which i get zero i know some people are planning to come it holds about 50 people or so. We're going to have a lot of different people reading things and discussing the topics of the reading and how they make people feel. There'll be a couple of things that are given away, and uh, the tickets are $5. I may have said that already. And the place has a full bar. So if you want to, uh, you know, fortify yourself with some alcohol before, I totally understand. And I think that's going to do it for this episode of Lou Reads the Internet for you. As always, if you uh, like the podcast, please rated on iTunes. We're about 30 away from 100 positive 
five-star reviews, and um, I love reading what people write there, and I saw someone said that they liked episodes about drugs on the <laughs> in the iTunes one, so I'm going to... I'll do one about drugs, just because I saw that. Just trying to figure out which drug people want me to read about. Do you want me to read about um, more crystal meth? Or do you want me to read about maybe something like uh, 5-MeO-DMT? Or, you know, something like trip reports? I would be more than happy to read those things for you. I think the next one I was planning to do was on Phenazepam. Which, of course, is a very popular to abuse benzodiazepine. If you don't know what I'm talking about, good for you. Okay. Once again, that's going to do it for Lou Reads for a third time. And say that's going to be do it for me. My name's Lou. This has been Lou Reads the Internet for you. We'll see you soon. Bye-bye.